Welcome to Hope for Today with Hope Church Birmingham. I'm Adam, the lead pastor of Hope Church, and I just want to let you know, we exist for people to find hope in Jesus and to bring that hope to a world in need, and that's what this podcast is about. And so let me just go ahead and say thank you for tuning in with us, but also let me encourage you, look for hope in your day, whether it's diving in a little more into the scripture that we talk about, whether it's praying the scripture over your life, look for ways to find hope so that you can bring hope to someone who needs it. Now, let's dive in. Have you ever had a supervisor or maybe a parent or maybe uh, a boss that gave you a to-do list or a checklist? I'm a checklist kind of person. It helps me because naturally I may become a procrastinator, but when I have a checklist, it puts it in front of me and I go, okay, I need to do this task, check. Okay, I've done this task, check. Now I've done this task, check. I, I even do it at my current work when I when we uh, our circulation team at the library. I'll put up a to-do list, certain things for the day. Hey, someone needs to do this. Someone needs to do that. Someone needs to do this. That way we know what needs to get done. And when we do those checklists and check them off, then we know, hey, we're in a good place. Maybe you do that before you pack bags for a big trip. That always helps me and my wife, Ashley. Before, when we're going on vacation or we're going on a trip, even for a day or two, uh, many times she's really great at making lists. Um, she'll make a list and and it'll go, okay, pack this for the kids. Okay, we need to make sure they have an extra change of clothes. Okay, we need to make sure we pack some medicine. Okay, make sure Adam remembers to pack his toothbrush. <laughs> and we make these checklists and these lists because they help us stay on task to remember what needs to be remembered. And I really like to think Galatians, the whole book, Paul is writing and he really breaks down a lot of important theology and what I would call practical theology of taking study of God and making it, this is how you live, this is how you function, uh, to-dos, lists, if you will. And really you even see that in today's passage we're going to be reading in Galatians 4. We see Paul giving some very practical thoughts and very clear, straightforward statements of things that we should do and apply. And so today we're going to look in Galatians 4, starting in verse 6, as we read through verse 11. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. Formerly, when you did not know God, you were enslaved to those that by nature are not God's. But now that you have come to know God, or rather to be known by God, how can you turn back again to the weak and worthless elementary principles of the world, whose slaves you want to be once more? You observe days and months and seasons and years. I am afraid I may have labored over you in vain. And that's the end of verse 11. So here we see really two kind of things here. We see where, where Paul is encouraging the Christians in Galatia saying, hey, you are a son and daughter. You are an heir of the father. You could call him dad. You could call him Abba Father. You're no longer a slave. You're, you're a son. And as a son, you're an heir. I mean, you get the blessings of all of that. And you know, and then he goes, you used to not know him and you used to be enslaved of the things of old. So quit doing that. But why do you keep doing that? And so I want us to look a little deeper, crying out, Abba Father. He's saying, we, we don't just simply whisper daddy you know in this affectionately so no 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 he says we cry it out john calvin a pastor and theologian said 
on the topic of crying out, I consider that this participle is used to express great boldness. Uncertainty does not let us speak calmly, but keeps our mouth half shut, so that the half-broken words can hardly escape from a stammering tongue. Crying, on the contrary, is a sign of certainty and unwavering confidence. I love that. When we cry out, Abba, Father, we have a certainty and unwavering confidence that we are speaking to our Heavenly Father. And maybe you don't have a great vision or maybe you didn't have a great relationship with your earthly dad. Well, understand this. You have a perfect Heavenly Father, one who cares about you, who loves you, and has the best intentions for you. Then he continues and says, you know, you're no longer a slave, but you're a son in the same lane. Sons are never slaves and slaves are never sons in the father's house. Jesus illustrated this in the gospels when he tells the parable of the prodigal son, where we have a son who goes and betrays the household and takes his blessings and wastes it and lives a life of sin and addiction. And then he's determined to return to his home and the father as a slave. But the father refuses because he only would receive him as a son. And that is a beautiful image that we can't forget as Paul's writing here. He's saying, hey, 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 yeah, you used to be enslaved. You used to be that. But God has adopted you as a child of his home. And as an adopted child and an heir of, the, of God, the God of the universe, the creator of the heavens, you have access to the blessings that come from that. That's a beautiful progression where we're first set free from slavery, then we're declared sons and adopted into God's family, then, then as sons we're made heirs. Then Paul comes and says, why would you turn back? Why would you trade away the blessings for bondage? Today, I think many times in the church and in our culture and as Christians, we run this risk. I think there are times where we have traded the blessings of God that comes from being an heir for the bondage of sin or idolatry. You may be going, Adam, 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 I'm not worshiping any idols. No statues here. <laughs> but, but I think we do things or we have things that take precedent over God's will, plan, purpose, and intentions for your life. Well, friends, that is an idol. My job can be an idol. My family can be an idol. My hobbies can be an idol. We have a responsibility as followers of Jesus to prioritize the things of God. And that's what Paul was reiterating to these early Christians. Hey, you used to be this way. Well, don't be that way anymore. Take on the plan that comes from God. But not only take on the plan, walk in the freedom that comes from being adopted into his family. You know, I love the beginning of the passage. We get to cry out, Abba, Father. What an intimate description of God. But it really just shows us the kind of access we have to Him. Think of it like this. I have two children. I've talked about them many times. My kids have cried my name out before. It doesn't matter if I'm in a room with 50 people and everybody's talking and music's in the background. If I hear their voice, I recognize their voice across the room, I will, when they call my name, I'm going to run to them. I've heard it. Dad, 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 help, dad, where are you, dad? And if I hear those words, even if it gets repetitive, I am going to go to them. 
I'm going to see what is the need. What can I do? Are they in danger? Do they need assistance? Are they calling for help? Do they just have a question about something random? Whatever it is, I'm going to go and I'm going to go with urgency and intention. That is what God does for us when we call upon Him. When we pray, when we cry out, we have a Father who doesn't say, oh, I'm going to get to it. No, He says, I am coming. It doesn't matter how many times my daughter may disobey me. It doesn't matter how many times she may do the wrong thing. I love her and there's nothing she can do to change that love. And that same thing is represented with our Heavenly Father. We have a Father who loves us, who adores us, and comes to us when we cry out His name. Friends, if you are in a season where you are overwhelmed, let me encourage you, cry out to God. Cry out to the Father who is ready to come to you at a moment's notice. If you're in a season where you've been prioritizing other things over God, let me encourage you, turn to Him and be welcomed back to the Father to becoming no longer a slave, but an adopted child, an heir of the throne. Well, friends, I hope you will be encouraged with this word today. I hope you have found hope and I hope you'll be encouraged. If you're in a season where you need some help, or maybe not even if you just need help, you're just in a season of life, it's always good just to cry out, Abba Father, to our Father, to our Dad in heaven. And uh, and also, if you have put things and prioritized them over God, get them in line and put them where they belong, which is always beneath God's plan because God is greater than us and his plan is greater than our plan. And so as I talked about earlier, let's put that on our to-do list today. Let's cry out to him and let's find hope.